Hold up, wait a minute. Okay, now, so we live. You ready to do this? Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> They say you the hardest out, man. That's what I'm here for. You put it on for the south, and that's what I'm here for. My entourage need a million homies, man. That's what I'm here for. Trying to walk around with a million on that's what I'm here for. Hey, what to do, KTTV? This is KT, and I'm coming at you live with another episode of the Underground Kings. Hold up, slash that Queens podcast tonight. Uh, I have singer, songwriter, and I'm going to say it, voiceover superstar, Miss Wayla Vargas. How are you doing tonight, Miss Vargas? I'm good. How are you? I am great. Uh, you know, it's just another grind. Uh, yeah. So I just want to say thank you for taking some time out of the busy schedule to stop by, talk to the audience. Look, we are here tonight. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Look, look so, <laughs> um, you know, just thinking about as we talked pre-show of, of being able to connect uh, and come back is one thing to network, but that's just being in the room and saying hey to people, getting a card. Yes. But it's another thing to make that connection. And here we are months later, right? I know. It's so crazy. I love it, though. Hey, that's it, man. The power of a conversation. Yes. So as we jump into things, uh, as it's been crazy, I always like to start by just doing a wellness check-in because we know life is very, hey. So how have you been doing uh, during this pandemic? And how are you staying safe out here as you go to your shows and move new? Um, you know, I feel like I'm doing better. I had like a rough kind of mid-summer last year. Um, but I feel like I've healed. And I feel like the pandemic has helped me kind of like figure out who I am. Like a self, self-inspiration, everything. Um and just kind of prepare me to get back into writing and working on music all over again. Mm, and so, um, oh, you know, now you can't just say it was difficult and you don't give us a little background. <laughs> so, so talk to us about what happened, because it's all about what did you overcome, right? Yes. So, so um, talk to us about that as we get into things. Okay. So, um, you know, I was dating somebody for four years on mm. and off. It wasn't really the most healthy relationship. Um, and it was kind of dimming my light, I have to say. I feel cool like now. I was very, like, sad. Um, and it got to the point where this person attacked me physically. Mm. And I didn't think that I would make it out of that situation in that moment. Like, I thought I was that was, like, the last time I'd see my daughter or anything. Um, wow. But I survived, you know, and, and I'm better now. And I feel like I've moved past that. And I was lucky to be alive because I could get away from that whole relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the thing is, uh, wow, you know, just thinking about that pandemic. And so uh, not to get too deep, but where y'all living mm -hmm. together? Um, Yes, he had just, you know, it's crazy because we weren't, but he had mm -hmm. just moved in. Um, We just moved in together for like a couple months. Yeah. And yeah. it took a few months and it just went even more downhill. So it was kind of crazy. Well, the, the good thing, um, well, I'll tell you one part of that uh, before we move forward was just, mm -hmm. you know, I would always think about my students and say, okay, well, what's happening at the house or how crazy it is at the house because that is going on and, and during the pandemic, you have nowhere to go. Yeah. Right. So you see all <laughs> that and it's like, man. So, so I'm glad you were able to kind of uh, overcome, you know, kind of work past that. And yeah. here we are today. I know. Happy. Right. <laughs> so, Originally from Hawaii, yes. Navy veteran. Yes. So first, thank you for the service. I thank was starting by there. 
So now, um, just jumping into a little bit of background about you, mm -hmm. how did some of those experiences kind of shape you uh, into the woman that you are today? Um, I feel like being from Hawaii, we're very grounded. Um, especially now, I've been in, like, we call it the mainland back home. Um, so being in the mainland for since I was 18, um, I feel like it's so different. Like, life is not the same as it was back home in Hawaii. Um, I feel like I have more of like a nurturing and loving spirit and more calm. And then I realize a lot of everything in the mainland is so fast and so like crazy and hectic. So I feel like Hawaii just made me like the soft grounded person that I am because we're all about love and aloha out there. Yeah. I mean, it's not too many places <laughs> you go where you get that light as <laughs> soon as you get off, right? Exactly. That calms you in the beginning anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that, that's so awesome. And so then uh, just thinking about that, um, mm -hmm. and, and I can understand it now, but how does that transfer over to the music side? Um, I feel like, well, I grew up on reggae music. Yeah. Was, you know, it was all Bob Marley um, and our more local bands out there in Hawaii, like our larger local bands. Um, and I used to go to like UB40 concerts growing up. Um, and then we had, I grew up on Lauren Hill because, you know, Bob Marley and just Lauren Hill vibes, the Wailers, everything. And I feel like um, it's just to translate into my music because I'm not, I don't really rap about anything harsh. My music's very like sensual and loving. Yes. Um, it's sexy. I feel like I just like to bring that energy into my music. Mm -hmm. So now, who was that first person? Like, because I know you said Bob, and and because we talking R and B, talking mm -hmm. a little neo soul, little reggae. Yes. But who <laughs> who was that artist that was like, you know what, music is for me? Um, you know, it was Christina Aguilera. Come on now, and Aaliyah. And I grew up like and Brandy. I just yeah. I loved Brandy's like her voice where she could make it very soft, but it was very powerful at the same time. Yeah. Um, so I honestly grew up just like in my room listening to like Lauren Hill, um, Brandy, Aaliyah, and Christina Aguilera, and I'd teach myself how to sing, like to hit certain notes. Mm, come on now. Hey, hey, <laughs> but that's how I start though. It like, does. You, you know, push, that, push that little ear in here and then right. you try to hear yourself. Come on. Man. It is you be like this or you go like this. <laughs> <laughs> man, that is awesome. So um yeah. what I want to do is I want to jump into a little of the music. Yeah. Uh so let's see if we can set this up. And um after that, let's kind of talk about this. Hold up, let me okay. see here. Let me see what we got here. I want to be able to... Okay, let's do this. You know I like it when you do that. Mm -hmm. Keep my body nice and slow. I try back and lose control. Don't go back to let it go. Body, body, on a body. Keep my body nice and slow. Push my back and lose control Don't go back to let it go Body, body, on a body Yeah, you get it, and you love it when I'm fucking right Like an energizer bunny, I'ma go all night Got me screaming while we fucking by the candlelight Got my body feeling like, got your body feeling like Ooh, you know how we do 
talk to us about because now when we talk about all this we talk about bob marley we talk about this lord hill yes that was that was hard right there <laughs> so so kind of talk to us about the setup um where, where was the video how long has been out um so the video i shot it in atlanta um, I had met a videographer back in Atlanta, I want to say late 2020 and, or was early, yeah, it was either late 2020 or early 2021. And ever since then, like, I, that's who I love to work with now. He knows how, like, what my angles are, what I like. Mm. Um, and just like, he has all the good light. He just understands what to do when we shoot. Um, and his input and ideas are amazing too. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. Oh no, and I was just gonna say his name is Jay Legion, but I love him. That's like yeah, that's like family now. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing about it, uh being able to stay consistent with somebody that grows with yes. you, you know, is so important. And to wow. gain that comfort, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> now, so so much of that um I think success of a record is uh because the, the visuals was tight, but then you got that that beat in the background with that production. Mm -hmm. Uh so in the studio, uh, and we talked a little bit about this in the pregame. So talk to us about that creative process. Uh, is there anything that you have to do like crazy? Like some people have to like cry before they get into their army zone. <laughs> is there anything you have to do like that? No, I, I wanted to say I don't have to do anything crazy. Um, sometimes I'll have a little drink, like I'll take a shot, but I try not to like dry out my vocal cords because yeah. over the years I've learned like if I drink or do anything else, it's hard for me to like get the right melody, the right tones or anything. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have to listen to the track like a bunch of times. Yeah. So whether I'm at home in my own studio or if I'm in um, a live studio, I mm. always tell people like, I'm so sorry, you might get irritated because <laughs> we're just going to keep playing this track because I'm the type of person I have to actually feel something yeah. when I hear it. Because if I don't, it's very hard for me to write. And I've learned if I can feel it, I can essentially just freestyle the whole song. And that was the first song I've ever freestyled mm. in the studio. So, and it came out amazing. <laughs> Wait, well, look, I would just say, uh, you know, that freestyle, I don't know what you'd be having going, but if that freestyle is coming straight out there, like, you got, <laughs> hey, look now, what's, what's happening over there, Miss Vargas? 
I get so excited. Like I'll start jumping up and down. Like, oh my God, I'm killing it. And then I'll just keep going. I'm like, okay, no, take this out. Let me go back again and figure it out. Well, look, we we are in H-Town. So it's home with the freestyle queens and kids. Yes. So that's what's up, man. So I've talked to um, several female artists Mm -hmm. on the show. I got a uh, little kickback. Is that me? Oh, look, can you hear me now? I can hear you. Okay, good. So I've I've talked to several female artists uh, Mm -hmm. and we consistently try to target uh, quality information out to young ladies who are coming up in the game as yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And so as you work with producers, other musicians, um, being so pretty too, right? How do you avoid (laughs) those times when it's not really about the music, it's just a way to kind of get closer to you? You know, it's so crazy because I've talked to this about, um, I've talked about this to my friends and like at least the people that I'm close with to sharing my music side of things. Um, It happens all the time. So you'll get, you know, emails or DMs and it'll be asking to do features or, um, hey, I want to work with you as a manager for another artist. And it always ends up turning. Well, I want to say like 90% of the time it turns into, oh, you're really pretty. We should get together. And it's not about the music. So now I just make everything go. My my best friend turned to my manager. So it, everything just goes through him. Um, I think it's just making sure once, once the first initial time it happens, you know, a lot of us well, women, we just laugh it off. We're just like, oh, thanks. You're nice. Um, but I've learned to just be open and honest in the beginning. Like, this yeah. is all about business. I don't want to mix business and pleasure. We should just keep it professional. Yeah. And that way we can continue to work. And if you make it uncomfortable, well, now you shot your chance at working with me. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like what Sheila say. That's crazy. Let's just stick to the business. Come on. Yeah. Sheila. Like, can we just do what we came here to do? And <laughs> most of the time, I really don't. I don't like mixing any of like, Whoever I work with as an engineer or a producer or business, anything like that, I don't like to mix intimacy in that mm-hmm. type of form. Just because if it goes wrong, then now you broke that bridge as far as professionalism. So mm-hmm. now you can't really work with them. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. Man, and while we're thinking about that production, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, as I look, I listen to a lot of your music, the production is tight. So, and just giving people a heads up, how do you find? those producers that keep you supplying you with these five tracks? Um, Relationships. It's all about keeping those relationships because I've learned over the years. So I started putting out my music professionally back in 2017. Um, And I was introduced, well, me and a friend we met on Instagram. It was crazy. I was in the Navy. I had just joined, just got to my first base and he was in the army, but he did music and he was well known, but we came across each other's profiles and we ended up becoming really great friends. And he introduced me to his engineer um, and also producer. He was produce some of the songs he did. And that's my engineer now. And he also produces some of my tracks. Um, I'll give him an idea and he'll just do it. And we've, we've known each other since then. Um, and other producers that I work with, it's just, if it clicks in the studio or if the sound they know once I give them a song that I finished with them, they'll always give me the same like that same fire sound. Yeah. Like I can always work with them and trust them. Mm-hmm. And as you went through those places, so uh, I know mm-hmm. you say you're going to your first base. So as you go through those tours and go to different places, 
how did that influence like the music? Was you kind of like, this is what I want to be about or did it change depending on where you went? Mm, I feel like my music changes based on my emotions. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll either be in like a sensual, sexy mood, depending on what's going on in my life. Um, yeah. And then there'll be times where I'm just like grounded, mellow. I can kind of give you like a smoker's vibe. Um and just kind of like in more of the love feeling versus yeah. being sexual. <laughs> mm. So it's all about that. And then I feel like I found myself more in the mainland because it was more so hearing all these different, this different music out here and the different cultures and then bringing my own culture into it. I feel like that's how I found out my sound. Yeah. Well, I will tell you uh and I hope other people will concur from our snippet there that uh, <laughs> it is on point right there. Well, yay. Hey. <laughs> I totally love it. <laughs> so another tricky part of being an artist uh, is mm -hmm. the contracts, right? Yeah. And so as a female artist, you know, I, I think about like all of the stuff of uh, Houston artists like Megan went through with the contracts and, and things like that. So do you think as a female, it's harder to get that fair contract? Um. I feel like it is as a female, but also just as a, an independent artist. Mm. I feel like we get taken advantage of because most of the time um, when they're signing artists, they either get them when they're really young or they get them when they are newer to the industry. So they don't understand what they're supposed to be doing. Because um, I feel like I've learned a lot more in the last year and a half of working with different people it's just making sure I don't sign anything and then if I do decide I want to sign something I'm having an entertainment lawyer look at it versus me just being like oh my god I'm excited I'm just gonna sign my and maybe maybe the military helped me because I feel like when the when I joined the military I had to sign my life away and I don't want to do that with my music because I I keep my music very personal to me because I I write everything um so I don't want to sign it away and then I yeah. don't have it no more <laughs> or I have to do what they want me to do versus me actually enjoying what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's like talking to my friend um, Garfield uh, mm -hmm. from Shy. Um, you know, I we, we talk and he said, well, man, I'm just thankful that we wrote all of our own music and, and we was able to keep all that information. Yeah. Because, you know, 20 years later, 30 years later, they're touring, but they're still making money every time the spins go versus somebody else. Right. Right. So, Man, I understand what you're saying. So now what's the worst contract or deal that you made thus far? And what lesson did you learn from that? <laughs> you know, I got so lucky. Um, it was when I was in Washington when I was based out there with the Navy. And, you know, it was getting my feet wet. I was new to like the whole getting actually into industry and putting music out. And I was introduced to someone who was supposedly an artist manager um, who had a large following out in Seattle. So I met him and everything sounded great. I looked over the contract and it was for four years. And I was like, okay, sounds great. And he said in the beginning, he was like, well, if it doesn't work out, we'll talk and I will release you from the contract. But of course okay. those are just words. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look. Yeah. Not like that's not on the contract, but you know, you take somebody's word for it. <laughs> um, but he ended up adding more people to his team and the people that he was adding to the team. There was another artist and me and her got along. She was so sweet and she's so talented. Um, and then he had hired, 
I don't I want to say she was like a stylist PR but she was very like rude in the way she talked to the other artist the other artist had confided in me and I was like well that's not okay like I wouldn't want to be a part of a team like that and so we we kind of clashed heads because they weren't really helping um as far as like networking for me, it was, I was still doing everything myself. So for me, it's like, why would I give someone a percentage if I'm doing the work? Um, so I talked to him and I, luckily he did keep his word and I got out of my contract, but that's just that thought. Now I won't sign anything because yeah. it's like, what if he didn't? And I would have been stuck and I probably wouldn't have wanted to put out music because I wouldn't have wanted him to have any of it. Yeah, four years, right? Mm -hmm. Especially locked in in that situation. So, yes. hey, congratulations. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, so that was like my first and only lesson. And I yeah. have not have been like requested to sign anything yet. So yeah. I think that's a good thing. Maybe it's just alignment. Yeah. It's when it's supposed to happen. At least now I know what I'm supposed to do. And, and thinking about that, um, coming out of the pandemic. So, mm -hmm. um, as I stated, we connected at the uh, press junket. Uh, shout out to Derek. Uh, he yes. he was really instrumental into why I started this uh, podcast because I oh. wanted to be able to um, talk about the the music because I'm a Street Favor fan, right? For yeah. years. But on top of that, uh, as he said, people were signing up for Loud Fest. They only wanted to do the artist side, but nobody never worried about the contracts. Nobody worried about the business side. They just want to mm. sing and perform, you know? So I was like, how do we get people on to come and talk about their struggles, talk about the contracts and yeah. just give that information out. So awesome for that. Uh, but just thinking about making those connections post pandemic, why is it so important for new artists to make that connection or uh, to do things like the press junket or other ways of getting themselves out to the public? Um, I feel like it's mainly just because you're going there not just for yourself, but you're also going there so others can see who you are, your personality, um, if they can work with you, if they see something in you, maybe you don't even notice. Um, and networking, just building relationships with people because you never know who you're going to connect with. You know, say you sit down and this person works for, um, who was it, Pandora or they work for clubhouse, like all these people that had came and then you build this relationship and you actually make a connection to where, okay, you know what? We're going to sit down later and we're going to talk. And you can't just make that randomly on the street. And it's very rare to connect with anyone in those companies um, to get your name out there. And I feel like it just sets you apart as an art, especially an independent artist yeah. that one, you're investing in yourself. You believe in yourself too. And just that you're willing to actually go out there and do the legwork. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Like, mm -hmm. what are you willing to do while other people are at the house relaxing? Yep, <laughs> not know? wanting so, to put the money in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially out there. Because uh, I know it was the pandemic. It was still, uh, I think we may have been just going back up. We were still there. Mm -hmm. You know, it was kind of deep in that thing. But yes. <laughs> I was sick of it. <laughs> hey, it's like, man, but we made it though. Um, and so I, I guess for young ladies mm -hmm. who um who believe that they can do it, but you know, a, as you think about the contracts and you think about keeping it professional, those aren't really the popular ways that get you on, right? The, yeah. you know, so you life is way harder. What do you say to those young ladies to kind of keep them? still stand in their headspace of stay true to who you are 
do what you do and it'll work out eventually? Um, I feel like focus on yourself and really, because if you're, if you change yourself, if you change because you feel like, oh, this is going to gain me followers instead of this is what I like to do. And if people love me, they're going to see how genuine I am. I feel like you lose yourself and then you don't have that mental health anymore. You start, I feel like your mental health declines because you're not who you really are. Um, and just really honing in on not trying to change yourself. Um, it took me some time. Like, I feel like everything is just in your timing. Don't rush it. Because when you rush it, then you feel like you need to be like the next person and do certain things just to be noticed. Mm, powerful words, man. Just stay true to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's only so long you can hold up that facade. Kind of like in relationships. Like, the representative only lasts for so long. <laughs> and I yeah. see you really crazy. Yeah, and I feel like it's just mainly everybody's rushing. You know, I had yeah. a, I almost had a moment like that. It was like a year and I was so frustrated with myself. And I had to realize that I have to stop worrying about the age. I have to stop worrying about why am I not where this other person is at? Um, why is my music not reaching certain ears? And I had to just really say, Everything is going to align when it's supposed to align and my timing will come and I can't rush it because that's not how it works. <laughs> mm, yeah. And it's nothing like the pandemic to, uh, you know, help you sit down, kind of take that time to kind of assess everything and come mm -hmm. up to that thought. Because in the go, go, go world, you're like, OK, how can I go more to get more? But then kind of back and assessing, OK, is it the time or what can I do on the yeah. back end to put me down? So awesome, awesome reflections right there. Now, you know we cannot stop without you uh, telling us about these TikTok videos. Uh, yes. uh, look, so <laughs> how do you figure out which ones that you want to do? Because you be having some ones like, look, you be having that good, good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how do you decide on, on what you want to do and put it together? Um, So I don't even know how I started it. It was yeah. just, I was always told to show my personality and you know, really start connecting with people. So that way I could gain genuine followers. And I, I couldn't figure it out because me, I'm not a talker when it comes to just going on live or just making a video talking about myself. That's just not who I am. So I was just scro scrolling through TikTok and my daughter's always on it. I have a daughter. So um, I was like, oh, you know, what? maybe this is me. I'll just start making these little TikToks or reels and I'll go through them and I'll be like, oh, this is cute. Like, I want to do it. Sounds like yeah. something I would enjoy doing. Or if I'm like, oh, I kind of feel like that. So let me post it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I can just do my little acting and it's nobody's watching me. It's just the camera. Um, yeah. And I feel like it shows who I am. Like, I'll show my goofy side. And I did one to uh, Lotto's song, one of her new songs. And it was just, you know, me and my my daughter wanted to chime in. She was like, can I throw a can of soup? And I was like, sure. Well, that's our household because even when the camera's not on, we're goofy and weird like that. We just yeah. kind of hang out and we have a good time. Yeah, that's what you say. Like you say, just being yourself. Mm -hmm. Look, look, <laughs> Sheila, what she say? I need her to teach me how to master it. Look, she got I it. I will help you. I have been learning because I felt old when I went on there. And I was like, what are all these little <laughs> buttons I have to edit and what times I need to post and how often I need to post. So it's yeah. all been just like learning and it, I like to learn. So it's been kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You know, just. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because 
what I've learned is the parents, like the older people on there, get more of the attention, right? Yeah. Because it's just like the amazement of what are you doing here? Yeah. And you know, you know what's funny is like people, you know, there's always like majority of it's good comments. And of course, you're going to get like people talking about you. So mm -hmm. every time I see it, though, it's so funny to me because I was like, dang, you guys are funny. Like, cause yeah. I know that if you're clowning on me, that means yeah. that place that must be what you do to other people in person. And I think it's funny. So I don't yeah, think it's part. My family, is it really that serious? Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, we're here having fun on my page. Yeah. Man, that's cool. Man. That's cool. So how do we find you? How do we hear more of the music? Uh, just give us all the info. Um, so you guys can find me at W-E-L-A-V-A-R-G-A-S. Um, it's on all streaming platforms. So you can find me that way on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music. Um, I know it uploads to SoundCloud if people use SoundCloud. I know not everyone does now. Um, and that's all my social media handles too. So everywhere you go, it's W-E-L-A-V-A-R-G-A-S. Man, in the game. Yeah. So <laughs> are, are, you, are you back to performing? You know, I haven't performed since the pandemic hit. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, it's kind of crazy. It's like, you know how people talk about Summer Walker having anxiety and everything. That's kind of me. I just usually take like a shot or two before I go on yeah. stage. Um, cause no matter how many times I perform, like I get all shaky, <laughs> yes. but I'm supposed to be doing a, um, network performance okay. on March 3rd. We're filming. Mm -hmm. Um, so that'll be like my first performance in the last year and a half. Yeah. So I'm excited. Man. And you'll be out in the city. Are uh, you in Houston? It'll be Dallas. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's going to be out in Dallas. So I have to drive out there. Man, come on now. Dirty Dallas yeah. flicks. I know. Hey, I told myself, look, everything's aligning right now. And my yeah. first performance will be a network performance. So that's exciting. Yeah. Congratulations on all Thank the success, you. Though, Ms. <laughs> Vargas. Um, you know, consistency is the thing. So just keep putting it out there. Uh, keep dropping that good quality music. Um, so angelic. Yeah. So I, I think everything is uh, it's on its way. Thank you. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> Man. Well, I wanted to say thank you for taking some time out, like I say, of the busy schedule uh, to just come on, game us up. Uh, and I look forward to just sharing this out with everybody uh, because those tidbits, uh, even like I say, something as simple as being yourself, right? Yes. So, so, so much great information. So just thank you for coming through the hood. Yeah, I'm so happy I came through. <laughs> hey, look, so... um. I'll get this out and I'll get it shared with you. Um, and yeah, let's keep that music going. I need, uh, yes. you know, feature if you need me to come through, be in the of video. Of course. Yes, hey, that'll be here. so fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. That will do it. Thank okay. you. Yes, ma'am. This is KT for KTTV signing out. And this is Vela Vargas and you're watching KTTV. Hey. This is Darnell Broadcast Houston. This is Dr. Tamara Beckford. Hey, this is Candace. This is London Underwood. This is Kirsten Bass with Inner City Greens, and you're watching. Y'all are now tuned in to KTTV. 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 Is that right? <laughs>